No, no. We, remember, we're starting to do interviews. Dude, I'm already recording. We're You're already recording. Yeah, it's already started. Oh. Well, I don't know about edit this. And in <laughs> case any of you guys want to pick up a mic, come on in, round circle. We're doing we're doing <laughs> karaoke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So since our last recording. So sorry about that, guys. Michael is just way too busy for me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I know. We've been super, super doing a lot of stuff. I know. What, what's today's so date? Oh today my gosh, we have with February. us Dr. Drew Burns. <laughs> Drew I was going to say FFS Dentist. Drew Burns. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have Dr. With a uh, oh, Drew Burns. Oh, that's, that's, that's how you say it. Yeah. That. Yeah. And then yeah. we have Dr. Anissa Holmes. Anissa Holmes, the woman who needs the no introduction. The one and only. I know she and was speaking. Um, Drew got emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't need to share that. I, what part was it that got you, Drew, in I her think speech? You, yeah, I think it, it was, was the part where she talked it. about me, right? Did we say that we're at the Voices of Dentistry? Did we have that context oh, in this episode? We're yet? at the Voices of Dentistry, okay. guys. Let's establish that. And right so. now in this podcast circle is Ashley, Drew Burns, and Anissa Holmes, and then Michael. So <laughs> that's you. Yeah, that's me. But let us know. Let us know. How, what, what was the part that got you? And Anissa just gave an amazing presentation. Amazing. On You could say her presentation was on Facebook marketing, but for me, really, it was about all the stories that she was sharing from all the dentists that have had success uh, using her Facebook strategies. And, oh, yeah. yeah, just the tone that she was using got to me a little bit. <laughs> Gave me hope. She's so Gave good. Me inspiration, making me laugh, making me cry. It was a beautiful thing. She should have been here. Is that going to be problematic? The what? the music in the oh, background. Oh, I can. I don't think. I think everybody can just hear a bunch yeah. of background, but we can always hone it down to this. But um, okay, Ashley, go. Yeah. So we you are. See, you can tell Ashley hasn't <laughs> done this in a while, right? I haven't She's done like, this in a uh, while. So <laughs> can we get an update? Yeah. On the practice? the practice, the yes, practice is right. going well. I just okay. hired my first hygienist. Hey. She starts in a couple weeks. So that is going to be fun because I won't be doing profies anymore. Who's your hygienist before? I thought you had a hygienist. Uh, we had like temp hygienists here and there. Um, but now we're going to get one in and she's amazing. She's amazing. Is she going to be a good fit for your culture? She better be or she's out. She's out. <laughs> Bean sprout. Yes. No, she's, she's, really, she's really good. She's really good about co-diagnosing, which I love. Mm. Like, um, I love when hygienists so to speak, preheat the oven before you even walk into an exam. Is it the same one? No, mm, no. I don't. I don't think I talked about this hygienist before. Oh. But she actually worked in Judy's last practice, so we recruited her from her. the office that I took Judy from. Oh, so that doctor, I'm sure, is not too happy with me. 
How's your build-out going so far, Anissa? We are about to start our next build-out. And um, once we finish that build-out, I'm actually going to be building out again. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so Speaking in the last enough. three months, I actually had an opportunity to purchase property. And so, well, I'll just go back a little bit. So a lot of you guys don't know my story with my startup yeah. or my next startup. So I actually had a lease that was a five-year lease and my landlord decided that they did not want to renew and so I had to find another space very quickly and so we're about to build that out now however I've decided that I am no longer going to be at anyone's mercy anymore mm -hmm. and so I actually just uh, finished or in the process of finishing up purchasing a property and then we'll be building out another office again so I think that will be like my sixth practice but I mean, the thing about it is that, you know, for all of us that are going through startups, our mindset is a little different. And, um, and we, know, we know that we can create the culture that we want. And um, when we have setbacks, which we all do, we just keep moving forward. And so that's like really the lesson with me and everything that I've been going through with my practice and struggles, and we all have them, no matter how many amazing things that we're doing, um, I think it's a lesson to be, to be learned and learned from that you just keep pushing forward. That's what we have to do. Yeah. I kind of think about it. She's like a life coach, right? She is. Like she's my life coach. But Facebook, Mine as well. Facebook is kind of like, yeah. It's it, but when you talk on this, it's like more life coach. The other day, I was complaining to Anissa about I'm also working oh, on building a, an office because I'm getting kicked out of my space. Oh wow. So I'm I'm building a 12 op practice, and I'm like Anissa, I've got all this stuff to do. I've got all these issues with the the building and gotta build a building i don't know how to do that she's like drew i am on site at the construction site for my office right now <laughs> kind of put things in, into perspective for me that uh you know like she just said you know we just gotta keep pushing forward one Wh thing at a time when are you it's already you're getting like kicked out or i have same like thing like the same thing pretty much same thing oh wow pretty much yeah uh, hers is a little bit a little bit more drama involved with hers. <laughs> but yeah, yours was immediate, right? Like yeah. they said, kind of like they didn't even give you warning. Not much. They said yeah. bye, Felicia. Jeez. Yeah, bye. I knew when I bought give my us your keys and like go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope that maybe they'd extend my timeline. I had a five-year lease to start with, and I bought my practice, but mm -hmm. no. I just haven't been able to find anything of the right size and price to move into. And Are you so moving close by? You already mile one? and a half away. Oh, okay. So it's on a main strip into town, so. Are you changing anything like the brand or anything, or keeping it all the same? I, I rebranded my office about a year ago now. We just brought in an associate, and so we're, we're growing. We have five chairs now, mm -hmm. so I'm taking a big leap of faith and building for twelve. We, right now, we could probably use six, six, <laughs> oh, maybe good. maybe seven or eight within a year, but if we, um, you know, do all the things right, then this is telling us to do with Facebook marketing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're building on faith. We're a fee-for-service office. And I make a sh shameless plug here, host of the oh, fee-for-service dentistry <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, plan. things are going well, and we're growing and planning for success. Yeah, definitely. Did, are you rebranding too, Vanessa, or no? You're just so I am rebranding, and I'm actually doing something that I tell everyone to do, is if you see something really good, you just build and expand on it. So we have actually done our logo over and we actually have changed our tagline to dentistry differently. Ah. Right? Um, so Ash is like, really? And I said, I love it. I love um, it. True story. You, there are now six dentists 
who reached out to me to ask yeah. about using that tagline. Oh, nice. Yeah. But oh, I love the, it. You're the one who... She's yeah. the originator. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I was actually thinking about trying to I honestly like thought you were. I think yeah, you should know. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I had the phrase experience dentistry differently in like a Google ad I was running. Like the same time you put that up. Oh, and at really? first I was like, no. I'm like, that's a good That's a good thing. That, that's a good thing for you to have. I, I wasn't using it as a tagline. And I was running like $4 a day on this ad. So wow. <laughs> What's your, do you have a tagline now or no? Um, yes. Is it yes or what? What is it? Like, what is it? <laughs> so our office is Park Smiles Dentistry. So our tagline is "It's a walk in the park." Oh, oh. nice, love it. That is, yeah. and yours is just yours is dentistry differently. It is dentistry yeah. differently. So that's you just changed the logo and then you changed the tagline. We are, but you know what? We we have a really amazing. People know us already, right? We've been around for a while, and we're known for that delivering well, and we're known for really making an impact in the community. And so we have that in place. What we're super excited about though, despite the challenges of having the move, is really what comes out of it. And I think that's the lesson to be, to be learned because now we're gonna have a bigger office. Now we are focusing on, because we're excited, which services we're gonna provide that we're not providing. Two of my team members are now actually going off to DR to do Dr. Garg's course. Oh. We uh, have just purchased actually a Trios and an Itero. Uh, we're going to be doing dentistry uh, um, dentistry differently. Yeah. We're going to be doing a lot of digital dentistry. We're actually going to be looking at bringing in 3D printers. So, you know, if we didn't have this setback, we would have been doing dentistry the same, right? But because of this, it's allowed us to be able to really think about and redefine our vision of how can we take it to the next level. And I think that's super exciting for me and my team. And it means that at the end of the day, we're going to be we're going to be even better than what we are now. So I'm excited about the new space, the ability to be able to put a new flair and, and flavor into it as I've grown um, as well. And so again, once you do a startup, once you're in dentistry, it's always going to evolve. Mm -hmm. And it's just the, the the key is just to keep taking it if you choose to up to the next level. Or just looking at your goals and saying, you know what, my goal now is to work a few days a week and to work smarter and to earn the same, you know? So with having uh, having a private practice and, and having that, that startup and it's your practice, you can define that. And, and that's the powerful thing about what Ashley's done uh, and what all of you guys are doing as well. So just keep keep it going. Are you, yeah. are you gonna be practicing how many days out of the week? So I am practicing about a day and a half, oh. and I've been working, I've been practicing now for about 20 years, mm -hmm. and what's, what's really amazing now is at this stage, I can say, you know what, this is what I'm passionate about, and have a few certain procedures, and that's where I'm focusing my efforts, and what excites me, and I, I have figured out a lot about myself, is that really I'm a problem solver, and so I need to be doing complex cases, for me to be satisfied and you know for me personally doing fillings is kind of routine and and so i've done it i've served my time and now i have other people in my practice who are at a younger they're younger they're at a different part of their journey and they're just excited to be able to do anything you know right um, but for me now i'm a more established you know dentist i'm now really focusing on that but it doesn't have to be if you're established like yeah. you know a lot of times people are right out of school like ashley she went and did the the course to be able to do implants, right? So mm -hmm. defining what what do you want to focus more on? Maybe you don't like to do endo and you don't do endo, like you refer it out, but you love ortho and so you spend a lot of time on that. 
Um, the thing about it is that, you know, we have one life and the time goes fast. You want to make sure you're happy and you're satisfied. It's, it's super important. Right there, man. She's talking life coach right there. going to yeah. drop the mic know, right yeah. now. Know, yeah. Boom. Hey, so how do you find that? Like what you just said, the, the pa- like, do you guys know what you, you guys are passionate about, I guess? Like as far as, because this is a problem solver. So, but it took you a while to kind of figure that out, right? You didn't just graduate school and then figure yeah. it out. So do you guys already know what? Oh, man, I, I know my niche. I love like the facial composite on number eight where the patient has no cosmetic concerns and it's just, I can use any shade and it's right there, it's easy, no retraction necessary. If I could limit my practice just to that, maybe a buckle pit on like number 19 <laughs> as well, as long as I don't have to get a numb, I don't want to give a block. So that's my niche, like I could do that all day. Those are really easy things Yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, what about you, Ashley? You know, honestly, I, if I could be a bartender, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, but really, I am, I'm just passionate about people. I'm just passionate about people. Like, I, and I think that's where I have problems with my time management, and I want to talk to everybody, and I want to ask them about their day, and, um, yeah, so if, if I could, if I could be in a place where I am doing the cases that I want to do and charging the fees that I want to charge and not slaving over these PPO reimbursements. Oh, yeah. Hence why Drew Ferns is like we my idol. I know, <laughs> the fee-for-service dentist. Like, I, I mean, I started up in a very saturated area. Mm-hmm. I, I opened up in California where my demographics are 1 to 660. So for me to just open up and say, you know, I'm not going to be in network with Mm -hmm. any insurances, I think that would have been suicide. Unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, when every every other dentist on my block accepts a Delta PPO plan, Mm -hmm. like I have to be in network. So my goal is to create an experience unlike no other where every patient just feels valued and and we build relationships better than anybody that I know. That's that's my opinion, obviously. But yeah. my goal is to hopefully get out of network with a lot of these insurances so that I can just slow down, you know, have a relaxing conversation with patients who actually enjoy coming to us, not just because we are in network with their insurance company. So so that is my goal. That's my five-year goal. Ashley, that Two is year goal. amazing. And you are doing all the right things. Like, it would be crazy to open up out like out of network as a startup in your demographics. Yeah. But you, you, you're filling the seats. You're wowing your patients, delivering wow to them. And when the time comes, when you're at capacity, then you start looking at the worst plans. Right. And one by one, pick them right. off. And, and I, I would bet everything I have that your retention rate for this patients after you go out of network be way higher than any other office. And then you'll be able to fill the butt, fill the, the chairs, put butts in the chairs, <laughs> with people who are, are paying full price for, right. for what you know, for what you're diagnosing. Right. So That's the real quick, what's right now, right now, what are you guys struggling with? Where to begin? Mm. Because a lot of people kind of like see Ashley or Anissa and Drew and they're like, oh my gosh, man, I want to get my packs like that. But like people relate, you know what I mean? Like I'm struggling with this. I'm I'll tell you, I'll go first. Yeah, okay, sure. go. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> so Gina Dorfman is here from Yappy. What's I don't know if you guys know Gina from Yappy. 
And yeah. um, and so she's taken a photo of us. So we had to take a quick. You want to say hi, Gina? I had to say hi, everyone. So we are actually uh, on the making of Smile and Cope podcast with the dental marketer. So if you guys don't know Yappy, you definitely need to look into yes. it. I'm using Yappy in my practice. I love Yappy. Love it. Patients love it. They love when they do all of the intake forms on the iPad. They're like already yeah. wowed by that. So we love it. Thank you for making it. It's amazing. <laughs> I love the fact that you're using it in your practice. And I love how you shared your story online. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan, and I'm really happy to be a part of that. Oh, I'm a huge fan of you. They're hugging right now. <laughs> you can't, love fest, hugging you can't see. Fest in Arizona. I would have to narrate that. <laughs> Good Everybody's stuff. So I would just share what I'm, I'm struggling with. What I'm struggling with, and this is a good struggle, but it's still a struggle, is that we are, I have a big vision, right? And it's really important to have the right team as you start looking at growing and scaling. And so I'm not saying it's a struggle, but it's definitely an action item, is making sure that we now have more team members who are focused on specific areas. And so I've realized that my office manager was getting a little overwhelmed because she was also doing treatment coordinating. And so right now we're looking at bringing in actually a general manager to run the business mm. and to run it. And her role will be, or his role will be to actually make sure that everyone else is doing what they need to do. So we're in the process of going through that. I've realized that the person who was doing marketing for my practice was also answering the phones every day and getting very distracted. And so we're actually having to get a new person whose focus is going to be marketing. So every single month they're gonna be working on what are we doing in Facebook? What are we doing with Google ads? What are we doing with our newsletters that are going out? What are we doing with strategic alliances? What are we doing with our kids club? What are we doing with internal marketing? You see, these are a lot of things that we don't do because it's just so many things to do. And so I've realized now that if I can pay someone, you know, $2,000 a month, and because of it, we're now able to get $10,000 a month in return from the marketing that she puts in place, then it's really a no-brainer. And so that's where we are now is looking at how can we grow and scale by adding on the right people. Wow. That's, what about you? What about what me? Doing? Yeah, well, where to begin? So the one that comes to mind most recently, uh, off air here, I was just having a conversation with Anissa, who's been um, so wonderful in our coaching program for Ashley and me. And she gave us a whole list of spreadsheets and, and things that we need to do, that we need to do to be in charge of our businesses, to be our dental CEOs and our own bosses and to know our numbers. And it's like the structure that I was so desperately needing and craving. And she gave, us, gave them to us maybe three weeks ago. So she said, how are those spreadsheets coming? And yeah, I've barely begun. It was on actually, them. yeah, it was actually so. <laughs> and I think so. it's important. I'm glad that you brought that up because mm -hmm. this is something that people need to be aware of. In order to make better decisions about your practice, you have to know what's happening. You have to know where you're spending your money. Mm -hmm. You have to know which specific services allow, are allowing you to be able to get that revenue that you need. And you have to understand that all that really matters, what their business really makes, is just the profits. And so a lot of times, dentists focus on production or they even focus on collection and that really doesn't matter 
what matters is what's left after the expenses. And so what I had them to do was to look at with a, with a spreadsheet, actually having historicals of what the expenses were and what, what the revenues were per each service, and then actually creating a budget so that you can reverse engineer what you'd be able to, to make this year. So if your goal is to double it, how are you going to double it? How are you going to reduce your expenses? How are you going to do more procedures? Because that now gives you a roadmap to know which training you need to do. How do you need to train your team? What marketing you need to put in place? And so just to give a backstory, mm -hmm. um, that was the budget. But I think yeah. we overcame today in our discussion we how you're going to get that done. I'm going to send it to my CPA. <laughs> She's going to complete it for me. I exactly. feel much better about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm struggling to keep up with some of that stuff when I've got so many other things going on. Yeah. Building the office. Mm. I've had plumbing issues in my current dental space and water leaking from our floor to the floor beneath us. And that's created just a whole lot of, you know, drama, we'll say, and potential legal issues. And so that's, that's, and it's like the fourth or fifth time it's happened. So just stuff, you know, just stuff. And then on top of that, I have my um, financial coordinator who's amazing and like we depend on her. And she's going on maternity leave in a month. And the person who works next to her, like, retired recently. So the, our new, we have a new person up front who's completely new to dentistry. So just, just like, hurdles that are coming up yeah. in the road that I don't have time to process yet. We'll worry about that when we get there, yeah. <laughs> one day at a time. So um, so my, my struggles, I, I think it's, it resonates with, with, with what they're already saying is that as the business owner, it's just so easy to get overwhelmed with all the minutia that happens in the practice. And for me, ramping up to open up Smile & Co, I was so good and consistent with social media and marketing. But because now I ha I'm actually seeing patients and I'm still training team members and I'm trying to handle the bookkeeping and the budgets and then planning out our 90-day plan and our 12-month marketing plan and still trying to form strategic alliances. Like, something has to give. And for me, it's been my marketing, which is unfortunate because now, I mean, I'm the face of Smile & Co. Everyone attributes m me to the brand and it kind of sucks that my team members are more introverted, so to speak. Like nobody wants to take that role. Like nobody wants to go on live. And, Judy? And Ju Judy is amazing, but Judy is also very much like soft-spoken. And she's like that, that, that warm like, oh. feeling that you want, like right when you enter the office. But I don't know if, if Judy, Judy, are you listening? If, if, if you would be comfortable going live, because everybody kind of just depends on me to... Do Judy. Yeah, to do it. And and I haven't been. So... But I think, you know, it's it's interesting, and we're going to be working through this with you, Ashley. Um, so Ashley and Drew, they're in my inner circle. And one thing that we really will be focusing on very heavily is now how do you, how do you prevent overwhelm? And it's really by having team members who are responsible for certain things. And so making sure that everyone in your office has has a job description with not only what they do, but what their deliverables are. And so having someone on your team who's now creating the marketing plan for you, that's their job. That's what they're hired to do. And a lot of times we haven't 
team members and we just have them to occupy space and do the suctioning or order supplies. But we need to think like a business and we need to make sure that we have somebody on our team. If it's the office manager, their job is not to answer phones and get distracted all day. Their job is to create the marketing plan. Their job is to work with the accountant to make sure that the budget is done. So as the business owner, all you get is a document that shows how you did last month, what you did this month, and the variances, right? And so that's what we're gonna be working through as well in your office. Um, and it's something that all of you guys really need to think about, your office manager. Are they just a person answering the phone and doing a few other things with a title, or are they really there to take everything off your plate so you can be the visionary right and do what no one else can do so Ashley I think you should be doing the Facebook lives but what's where you're getting stuck is that you're also trying to do the budgets and the plan and this and that and you shouldn't have to do that like just like Drew said have your accountant do that's what they're being paid for guys so if you're hiring an accountant they're the ones who should be giving you that data right making sure your team somebody is on your team who can who can work with you to make your vision become a reality and if you don't then perhaps it's just putting in those systems so they'll know what they need to do. A lot of times they just don't know what we expect. Sometimes we don't even know what we want them to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's getting to that point. And then if you, if you don't have the right person, making sure you can get someone to do it for you. And then once, once you're able to delegate that out, then your mind, your time becomes free to do what you love, which is to connect you know, with your patients. So, mm -hmm. In yeah. your inner circle, do you guys provide someone to like do that for free? I'm sorry? In your inner circle, do you provide someone to do that for you? Like kind of like that, the marketing? So in our inner circle, what we do is we really, um, no, we really do help people to be able to, to grow their businesses by understanding mm -hmm. with marketing, for example, that there are different options, right? So we, we partner people with the best people who can do done for you Facebook ads, mm -hmm. who can do done for you Google ads, who can do done for you, uh, direct mailers, right? Mm -hmm. So it's getting to the point, and the people that are in our inner circle now, their mindset is a little bit different, and they understand that the best use of their time is being in their zone of genius and either having their team, and if their team cannot do it, somebody else to get it done, because that's the most important thing, right? Um, and so we do have that different mindset, but what we do in our inner circle is we, we coach in the team members and we teach the team members how to run the businesses. That's our focus. And that way the doctor who's a visionary can have their life of freedom, travel when they want, and all they're doing is getting a report in a meeting once a week of what's happening in their practice. So I know it sounds like a dream or something that's not possible, but that's what happens in, with real businesses, guys, right? Mm -hmm. um, the CEO is not in the back end doing Facebook ads. They're not doing that, right? But a lot of times, and I know it's hard as a startup, right? You may not have the budget, but you can certainly, you know, use your existing team members. That's why we have like, for example, the Facebook boot camps, because not everybody's in a position where they can pay an agency to do it for them. But you can certainly get your team trained so that you can maximize the return on your investment of your team members. Mm -hmm. And I'll yeah. just add that it's been really neat being able to balance marketing ideas off of a, uh, such a high quality group of people. You know, when, when we're doing things like ground marketing, when I was uh, having a, for example, did a, a local like art show we had a, a booth at it and so i just reached out to the inner circle members and i was like guys i'm doing one of these live events where we're trying to reach out to people Do, who, who's done this in this group what's worked well for you so to be able to brainstorm has been super helpful yeah that's yeah, really good really good 
I have a question, Anissa. So as a startup, we all know that the overhead costs are astronomical, and then you're still waiting to really ramp up on your collections, especially if you're waiting for insurances for reimbursement. So my thing is, Judy is amazing, but I am overwhelming her because she is answering the phones, she's scheduling all our patients, she's my financial coordinator, she's my um, insurance coordinator, so she is wearing so many hats, and then I have her on top of all that while I'm seeing patients, I'm asking her to help me with my 12-month marketing plan, <laughs> and then I also gave her some referral cards to get uh, to get made, which she did. And when when should I hire another person, like you know, and, and make it work within my budget? Because because I I don't want to burn out Judy. She just started, and and she's such a rock star, and and she willingly does it, which is amazing. But I, don't, I just don't know if, if I need to be hiring someone else, if I can even afford to hire someone else. So, Okay, so that's a really good question. But the question that I have to you is, what happens if Judy is so distracted and she's not able to follow up with people with insurance? How much money are you not bringing in every mm. single month? So that's the first thing that I'd like for you guys to write down. Write down, you know, what is that amount? Um, in terms of marketing, because you guys are not, because she's not focused on marketing and she has no time to do all of these other things, how much missed opportunity are you, are you having because you're not marketing? Right. And so when you start looking at bringing on a new team member, I start to look at how much are you gonna pay them and are you gonna get an ROI on that team member? And so if you're able to now shift certain things off of her to mm -hmm. someone else and they know that their role is to bring in a certain number of new patients, they have a deliverable of that, mm -hmm. and their goal is to make sure that you're collecting whatever percentage, right? Then what happens is you're going to have enough money to pay them. Okay. And you're going to take enough, you're going to take things off of duty and, and, and the business is going to grow. Um, overwhelm, people think, well, I don't have the money. But overwhelm prevents you from growing. Mm -hmm. And um, some things she's doing, she might need to stop doing. Mm -hmm. Some things might be able to be outsourced. Some things can be, can, can be automated. So you have to look at the processes as well. Um, but you know, some, certainly you can outsource some things. But I think as she's getting more and more on her plate, you're going to have to look at getting someone else. And again, making sure that if they're doing ground marketing, if they're working with Michael, I mean, if you had one person and their job is just to do ground marketing in your office and you're paying them part-time, right, a part-time person, and you're paying them, you know, $1,000 a month to do that, could they bring you, I don't know, Mark, um, Mark where am I getting that from? <laughs> Michael, could, could that bring them the ROI if you had somebody just spending that amount of time? Like if somebody was just specifically, specifically doing ground marketing? Like their only job literally is to attract new patients, right? So I mean, the ROI, if they are the right person, should be there. It should be like at least 20, at least 20 plus, if that's their only job. But I mean, definitely, like almost, almost every single one of my clients, they always have like somebody else doing Facebook. Or they have, I mean, I'm sorry, they're doing Facebook as well. Maybe they're only doing events and things like that, but their specific job would be marketing. 
Yeah. The only thing, yeah. Which is why we're putting someone in because I realized we weren't able to get everything done because she was also distracted doing something else. Mm -hmm. But again, mm -hmm. if you if you're paying somebody even part time to do your marketing for you, you're gonna get back what you're giving them, and you get the overwhelm off of one of your team members. Any questions for Anissa? Anissa, what will you be having for lunch today? Oh, I don't know, but I'm getting very hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's four, uh, four minutes till lunchtime. Okay, so I guess sign us off, Ashley. <laughs> well, thank you again for listening to another episode of The Making of Smiling Co. Um, thank you for joining our Facebook group. And if you are not already a member, please make sure to join at The Making of a Dental Startup. And there is so much amazing discussion that's happening in that group right now. So um, thank you, Drew, and thank you, Anissa, for being our guests on today's episode. Um, you have provided tremendous value, as always. Make sure to check Drew out at the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast. And, of course, you know where to find Anissa at the Delivering Wow. And... Um, Oh, I should let you speak too. And five stars, just five oh, star five reviews. Oh, five stars, yeah. yeah. Five stars, guys. <laughs> five star reviews on iTunes. Do it. And um, do you have any questions or concerns? Uh, ask Anissa, Drew, or Ashley. And that's it. Yeah. Thanks for having oh, wait. us, guys. They can't hear me because I'm talking to the mic. Yeah. And like I'm the only one with headphones on. So like, if I get really <laughs> close to the mic, I can uncomfortably close yeah. to your mouth yeah. as you're speaking just to hear what no, you're no, saying. Yeah. That's what Michael wants. Like, Drew, Drew and <laughs> Ashley, everybody's like, all like my face. really, really close to he his face. He just starts talking quieter yeah. and quieter and quieter as I move in. Yeah, well, but thanks, right. guys. Thanks for listening. Have an awesome rest of the week. We will see you next. talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. from the Voices of Dentistry in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. It's kind of getting hot. Is it the middle? Is it lunch? It's because we're all here. Oh. <laughs> so we just heard it. We just oh, up. it's lunch. Is it or no? Dude, we need to record later. Is it lunch time? <laughs> eat. You know, Ashley has to have our meal, right? I, you know, I just ate ramen because I was starving. I just stole that one from Nifty Clint's. Thrifty. <laughs> Are you drinking my water? Oh, probably. Jeez. I don't have herpes. So, no episode then? Should we record later? This can go on bloopers? Yes. Is it, is it lunch right now? Lunch yeah. is at 12.45, right? Is it? Oh, it's 12. I wanted to talk about... Anissa's I know, we, we want to talk about how Anissa just killed it on stage. Yeah. And then... All right, Ashley, you take it over since it's your it's the series of making this